If you can hold out for your ideal job, chances are you won't have to take a mediocre job, be unhappy, and find yourself looking for a job again a year from now. Hi, it's Diana Burnell O'Leary with Job Talk Weekly. We talk a lot about the proactive approach to your job search and the importance of networking. So I want to spend some time today breaking down what that really looks like, the difference between a proactive job search and the tactic most people use, the reactive job search. Because you've heard these stats on our program before, anywhere from 70 to 80% of jobs are found through networking. And I can vouch for that since 80% of my jobs after college were found through my connections. That's why a proactive approach is so much more effective. We'll post these strategies on the website, jobtalkweekly.com. Let's dive in. What does it mean to take a proactive approach to your job search versus a reactive one? To explain it, I'll share a quick story from last year. A job seeker asked me how many resumes she should be sending out every day, every week. She wanted a number. What she was doing, like a lot of people, was a reactive search. She'd go online, start sending her resume out to a bunch of listings. She'd upload her resume to the usual websites and hope that a recruiter would call her. But as my friend Sandra says, hope is not a strategy. This process can be extremely frustrating, take a really long time, and not lead to great results. It also leaves you feeling helpless, which drags you down. It's discouraging. So while she thought sending out a large number of resumes would increase her chances, kind of like the same philosophy behind buying a bunch of lottery tickets, it really just backfired and left her more discouraged. Again, like you've wasted 10 bucks on those lottery tickets. She was simply reacting to the job market and not putting her skills, her interests at the forefront of her efforts. And she was not using her network to accelerate her process or get valuable information. The other downside to this old approach is because it takes so long for you to make a connection, by the time you've got an offer, you're probably not operating from a place of real strength which means you might be desperate and not in a good place to negotiate the best offer. Instead, taking the proactive approach to your job search ensures that you get the biggest return on investment for your efforts. It's more productive and leaves you feeling a lot more empowered, a lot more in control. It's a better way to get the results you want. A proactive approach means taking the time to identify the ideal job for you at the right companies and using your network to go after it. Some of you know exactly what you want to do, which is great, but make sure you're also thinking about where you want to do it. So here's a way to hone in on your ideal job. Think about the intersection of three things, your skills, your interests, and your local market. And yes, we'll talk about remote work in just a second. Start obviously with your strongest skills, the things you do well, the things that come easily to you, where you have a track record. Let's say you're a really good accountant, and you can do that anywhere. This is where your interests now come in. Because it's not just what you do that leads to job satisfaction, but where you do it can make a big difference. Think about where you want to apply your valuable skills. This helps you land the right fit, and fit can be the key to your long-term success. List the companies that line up with your interests. Maybe it's sports. Maybe you like working for a local business in your community. Think about your values, too. Maybe you really want to work for a mission-based organization. 
Or maybe you know who you don't want to work for. You don't want to work for a tobacco company or you don't want to work for an oil company. See what I mean? Where you work plays an important role in your job fulfillment. So take time to really research the companies that would be a good fit for you in the long term. Once you know your top skills and the types of companies you'd like to pursue, look for the opportunities in your local market. You can be an awesome costume designer and love opera, but if you live in western Kansas, your options are limited. And I know this. I know western Kansas. Make sure you know where your skills are in high demand so that you have more opportunities. And yes, a lot of us are working from home, and there are more remote jobs than ever before. But there will be a time when companies return to their office space. So if you secure a job that is remote, find out if you have to go in for monthly meetings or quarterly meetings. And make sure you know what the promotional opportunities are. Because even though you're remote now, if you want to get ahead, that might mean going back to the office. Make sure that unless you know it's permanently remote, you think about the geography that works for you. Because trust me, when we're back, traffic will kick in. You're going to need to think about that potential commute. Okay, so we want to talk about networking and money. Once you have a sense of your ideal job and your list of ideal companies in your market, the next step is to be proactive in pursuit of that ideal job at one of those companies. This is where networking kicks in. Use all of your existing contacts to see who you know at these companies. Friends, family, people you used to work with are always great. If no one in your network works there, ask them if they know someone there. You're looking for opportunities to open doors and help find new connections. It's still up to you when you get the interview to sell yourself, but a referral goes such a long way. And let's face it, with the majority of jobs being secured through networking, the first thing you should be doing is scouring your contacts and building your network so that you get in front of the right people. And if there are a dozen other candidates applying for that job, you'll have an advantage if you've been referred by a friend of a friend. And if one of those companies doesn't have an opening right now, this type of networking helps put you on their radar before they post a new job. You could be the first person they call when they do have an opening. So the keys to a proactive approach are identifying that combination of your top skills, your interests, and your local market, and using your network to go after those opportunities. But there's also one other tip that can make you more successful in your job search, and that is a financial cushion. And yes, if you're already unemployed, bear with me for a second. Ideally, we go from one job to another and don't lose income in between. But that's not always possible, especially now because of the pandemic. So if you think you're going to have a few months in between jobs, try to save some extra cash. The one thing we do know is that hiring is taking longer. So the more money you have saved, the longer you can hold out for your ideal job, because this is key. If you can hold out for your ideal job, chances are you won't have to take a mediocre job, be unhappy, and find yourself looking for a job again a year from now. Now, some of you are thinking, nice idea, but you're already unemployed. Maybe you got laid off in December, and trust me, I get it. If you're already unemployed, though, start where you are and ask yourself, can you take some freelance or part-time work? Again, I know the pandemic gets in the way of that, but see what work you can do remotely. 
especially on platforms like Upwork or Fiverr, even if it's not your top skill set. There are a few reasons why doing some short-term work is helpful. You might meet someone new, someone important along the way who helps open a door for you. A freelance job might lead to a permanent job offer. That company might have other openings that they haven't advertised yet, or they love the freelance work you're doing and they do decide to make you an offer. The other nice thing about some short-term work, even if it's not your typical, your ideal work, is that it keeps you busy. It gives you purpose and it gives some structure to your days and weeks. It prevents you from feeling so desperate. All of this puts you in a much stronger position when you do get an offer. So if it helps to hold out for that ideal job, taking on some short-term work will have been worth it. I hope these strategies help you get better results and feel more confident, more encouraged along the way. Follow Job Talk Weekly on Twitter and Facebook and my Instagram. If you have particular topics or questions you want to hear, contact us through our socials or at jobtalkweekly.com. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Job Talk Weekly. If you like the podcast, and we hope you do, the best thing you can do is to subscribe and forward it to your friends. We'd love to hear what you think. So please rate and review us or send us a quick email to info at jobtalkweekly.com. See you next time.